Hello, All Beer Inside fans. So we're returning the audio portion of our show. Uh, this episode is episode 116 of the YouTube show. It is the audio only. Came out February 11th of 2022. Uh, so give us a listen here. Uh, check us out on youtube.com slash allbeerinside and all other platforms. It's at allbeerinside. As well, we have All Beer Inside Unfilter, which will be uh, sporadic episodes coming out as well. Please enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to All Beer Inside Bubble Episodes, uh, as we like to call them. And joining me today is uh, Chris, also known as Buck Brewski on uh, Instagram, who is also the host of Cinema Swap and a territory manager for Broadhead Brewing out of Orleans, Ontario. Hello. Hi. Hey, sorry. I can speak now, I guess. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much for taking time in your schedule to speak with us today. I can't imagine working at a brewery is um, not a busy job in any way, especially with uh, being a sales manager of some sort. So, yeah, I mean, you know, obviously with the lockdown ending, uh, well, I guess it's sort of dating the episode now, but with lockdown, <laughs> this round of lockdown is currently finished. So it, it's an opportunity to get back out, see the, you know, bars and restaurants, say hi to people again. Um, because between Christmas and honestly, February, it's mostly just because of lockdown it was inventory management, the LCBO, making sure people have beer, <laughs> not trying to sell anybody anything because they already have it. So it's nice to like take meetings and be like, Hey, here's my beer. You should please put it on tap. Um, and, you know, really just getting the juices flowing again. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's great. But it's good. And I also like going to bars. Yeah, for sure. Uh, as as Will mentioned from your Instagram or what I've seen, obviously, is you do enjoy beer, and that's a reason why you're in the industry. Uh, speaking of which, you mentioned you're trying to sell your beer. Uh, what I like to do with my guests is share a virtual beer, so let my audience know what you're drinking. Yeah, so today it's one of our um, broad heavy duties small batch beers called the 174 Taproot Series because we're right off Highway 174 in the east end of Ottawa. So I am drinking a, uh, a Munich Dunkel Lager. One of our one of our newer ones, and I'll show. I'm gonna show you what it looks like in the pint glass too. It's this nice, like really nice ruby colored German lager. And before trying this last week, I don't know if I've ever had a Dunkel before. Just through not having one, like I didn't try to avoid them. They just never kind of, you know, came across my desk as it were. Um, but I've been enjoying the heck out of these. I've been crushing these since last week. They're um, our head brewer Mark just does wonderful things with beer uh so every time i pick up a can from work i know i'm not going to go wrong <laughs> we as a show have been lucky enough to interview mark's girlfriend uh, i don't know crystal? if it's at crystal so yeah yeah uh we know and and broadhead is on our list of breweries we must interview in 2022 Absolutely. hopefully with that. mark and and any owners who are willing to step up uh i mentioned pre-show i am drinking nickel brooks brave noise pale ale it is a it is a um collaboration with a big goal, a safe and discriminatory beer industry, which is something we as a show always want more diversity, um, mm -hmm. you know, more people of color. Uh, and obviously, whatever your sexual preference is, anybody could join a beer, uh, enjoy a beer. Beer is by itself, very definition, wide open to everyone. Uh, it is welcome. It should be welcoming. Uh, not everybody should literally look like us white dudes with beards. So <laughs> man, it, it's it's crazy because I didn't obviously think about it much before but and it, i forgot about this story but i was at a brewery's anniversary party in like 2017 and i was there with a friend of mine and we were walking around this big area there's a ton of people there and i was wearing a hat and some sort of plaid shirt or whatever 
And my friend, she's looking around and she says, Chris, everybody here looks like you. <laughs> like they like everyone here looks like a clone of you. And I'm looking around, I'm like, I've again, this is like this is the privilege that you know we have. I look around, I'm like, huh. I guess I guess they kind of do it. And we laughed about it or whatever. But it, it's it's really great to see that the industry or people in the industry are trying to really push for more inclusivity, more diversity, because we need that. You know, we need other voices, we need other perspectives, not just like we said, white guys with beards all the <laughs> damn time. Like we need other people that love beer because everyone loves beer, no matter the color of your skin, no matter what your 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 gender or your sexual preference. Oh, not not everybody loves beer, but everybody yep. of every stripe loves beer. Yes. And uh, I just want to share beer with as many people as possible. And uh, we uh, do a virtual toast here. So let's do this. A toast. Let's see if I can do it. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Oh, wow. Malty pale ale. Nice. Mm -hmm. Mm. Oh, that's my type of beer. I mean, obviously you drink a Munich Dunkel is is a more malt heavier beer than anything else. So it's uh, it's got you off guard, I'm sure. Um, Also with the Munichs, I, I saw in one of your previous Instagrams, which we'll get to, uh you went to rock uh rockland a while back yeah so yeah it was uh i was going out like checking all the lcbo's along that stretch of the highway out to hawksbury and stuff and i know that uh brower kaufman's in rockland and i've driven past there dozens of times i've been too busy to stop i'm like you know what i'm stopping today i'm gonna pop by say hello to the brewer eric he's one he's one of the owners as well super nice guy um i can say the beer they brewed excellent yeah really really impressed by their stuff yeah, as a show, we were lucky enough to interview them uh, at one point as well. So uh, thankfully, they're on the list. We've gotten most of Orleans. I believe it's just Broadhead left for us. So <laughs> we're White open. whale. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, your current location is a beautiful versus what it used to be. I mean, I've been drinking craft beer for 15 years now. So the old place in Ottawa, it's a big change for, for what Broadhead's become. Yeah, the, um, the new location in Orleans is uh definitely a step up the old location at origa avenue you know it's it's in our hearts um kind of sucked <laughs> but you know the new place is what a proper brewery should look like the, the old place was the the start of the start of hopes and dreams and this mm-hmm. now we actually have an actual you know commercial brewery <laughs> yeah no I, i'm seeing that across the board you guys kitchisippi um yeah maybe at some point they're moving to a new facility as well so i've actually i've actually been because i i know mike and kevin very well i i used to work with them a bit back we can get them later but um i popped by there before christmas and said hi and it's uh it's a bit of a smaller spot but the tap room looks like it's going to be like a proper pub looking more intimate space like i love vimy brewing i used to go i used to live nearby i go to their old place all the time but it always had that sort of like cavernous feel with the tap room which, yeah. which is fine but the new tap room looks like it's gonna be like proper look, like pub looking space. I think it's gonna be a really cozy spot. So I'm looking forward to going there when they're open again. Yeah, uh, which uh, you know things things are looking up right now. So hopefully mm-hmm. soon. Uh, yeah, awesome. Exactly. So uh, what I like to ask my guests are, what's your beer story? What brought you to craft beer? Did somebody bring you in? What made you decide like this is it? This is what I'm drinking from now on in my beer, and I'm not gonna. Everybody's still gonna drink macro. Obviously, it's sporting events or with your friends, but mostly you drink craft beer. It's very clear with your Instagram. What made you decide that and what brought you to it? Yeah, so I, uh, I I think the first craft beer I ever had was Big Rig Gold when it was still in long neck bottles. You buy it in six packs from the LCBO, uh, like their first beer they made. This was probably 2013. I'm, I'm 
you know, I'm 28, so a little younger. <laughs> well, you're <laughs> but, <than> me. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm from Toronto originally, but I've been going to, I went to school in Ottawa, so I go home every summer. And then my dad and I would have beers together after work, um, which is usually, we did a lot of moose heads, crack canoes, that kind of stuff. But my dad also liked English ales and stuff. So I started developing a taste for some more malty beers, like a little bit for the hops. But I mean, with like, you know, English stuff, it's not crazy hoppy. Uh, and then I tried the big rig. I'm like, whoa, this is like, this is like, you know, a light beer or whatever, but it, but it tastes good. I like, I'm like, I didn't know beer could like be this malty. And like, I didn't know what the words at the time, but I'm like, it was, I, I haven't had a bigger gold in a while, but when I was drinking out of those, like those long neck bottles, boy, like it was unreal. It just tasted like, like golden nectar. Uh, yeah. Um, and I was like, whoa, this can be good. So I started just mixing that in more often. I, I got into Sam Adams, like the Boston lager a lot more. Um, and you know, whether you want to talk about the actual craftiness of Sam Adams or not, that's a different conversation, I guess. But, um, and then I, I remember trying bone shaker one time, one, like in probably 2014 or something, 2013. And, uh, no, it was not for me. And I, I, I love Amsterdam and it's just like bone shakers one, I, I, I couldn't kind of it was just too much we like oh it's like sucking on a pine cone that was before i've ever had any ipas and uh it's crazy i still can't drink bone shaker i love bitter ipas and bone shaker is one i just it i know i'm wrong but it's just not for me um yeah i guess i just kind of like stumbled into better versions of the macro beers i was drinking which i think is a is the story for a lot of craft beer drinkers and then develop my palate well uh well, I used to be a bartender and stuff like that, working at a bar with tons of beer on tap. And then when I really got into the industry, and it was sort of a big story, it's been years now. Uh, I graduated school in 2015, decided to stay in Ottawa because it's much more chill than Toronto. I like it here a lot better. Um, and I started volunteering at Waller Street Brewing, RIP, used to be downtown. Um, and I started volunteering because I was bar I was, you know, working in a restaurant at the time. I'm like, oh, but I want to, I'm interested in the brewing industry. So I'll just a couple days a week go down and help the keg clean, whatever. And after a couple months, the you know, owners they texted me, they're like, Hey Chris, um, we're gonna start paying someone to do your job. Do you want money? I'm like, Well, yes, I would like that. <laughs> and it was just a little thing, just extra money. Like they, you know, they were a little, they were a little shop, they they couldn't afford to, you know, pay me a bunch of money. But I'm like, you know what, I have a quote unquote, you know, other full-time jobs. This is bonus stuff. And I was at Wall Street for like two and a half years uh, doing all everything, everything except for brewing, basically, because science is hard. Uh, and I'm more of a, uh, a pretty, a pretty face and, and a chatty boy than I am. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was great. And then I started working for a company called BW Beverage Service, which uh, is a sales agency run by the really fine folks at Shiloh Brewing, uh, Ben, Ben and Jamie, who are just excellent people, love them. And uh, so I did that for a year, just doing strictly sales, but it was still a part-time part thing because it's still kind of a small operation. And then I was approached by a friend who worked at uh, Calabogie Brewing. Mm -hmm. And I was a sales rep there for a while. And then I got into... Actually, I worked for Vessel Packaging as a uh, mobile canning operator. Okay. And then I ended up with Broadhead. So it's it's been pretty pretty 
pretty beer industry heavy for the last uh, six, almost seven years now. And just, I, I can pretty much do anything at a brewery now, except for brewing, which is exciting set of skills to have. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, you, you sound like you're a, you know, a journey or obviously a journeyman of a type into the brewing industry. You can obviously put on many hats when you need to. So that's, that's an important thing for a brewery to have is, mm-hmm. you know, I, I was personally, you know, if I had the funds, it's like, okay, well, I would be like the project manager and owner. And then I would need like a, cause you need an SEO social media person and then a brewer. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, three people, but then I need a beer tender. So I'm like, okay, startup costs. I got to win the lottery. It's that simple. So- People ask me all the time, Chris, do you ever want to open up your own brewery? And I say, listen, if I had a million dollars I didn't want, maybe I yeah. would. But you like legit need that much money to like do something that's actually going to be good. Like whenever I think, if I ever think about opening up a brewery, I'd be like, I would just copy what Flora Hall does because they just have it down to an art form there. Perfect location, excellent beer, good food, gorgeous spot. Like, yeah. it, it no parking, but everybody walks there anyway. So, yeah, I probably never probably never open up my own brewery, and that's probably a good thing because I just I'm happy, you know, to to keep you know supporting good teams. Yeah, instead of lying under the fermenter's tank, going, oh uh, yeah, all in my all for me. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome no uh and it's great to hear that you had obviously a fantastic journey you know my mm-hmm. uh, mine started at ironically enough uh, next to the world beer festival here in montreal and i'm like whoa beer can have flavor what's this about and it's like <laughs> oh let's try these let's try these and all my friends are like dude budweiser and this beer is like a dollar for a full glass i'm like but this tastes better over here for five times the price Eh, and then ever since it's, I gladly pay for quality products. That's Montreal craft beer is uh, not cheap. Uh, well, most places are not cheap, unfortunately. Uh, it's yeah. taxes. It's that simple. But yeah, uh, it's, yeah. Uh, it's uh, crazy. Uh, I, I love going to, to Quebec for craft beer and even Montreal because um, my fiance's uh, brother and, and his wife live there. So we go once in a while to visit and I will go to the brews. I will buy cans to go, but I'm so sad I'm spending $30 on a four pack. <laughs> Like it just, it breaks my heart. It makes me so upset, but I would still buy it because I want to drink it. So for your Instagram, what made you decide Buck Brewski and not, you know, Chris drinks beer or uh, you have your last name here. So like, let's just say CDC drinker or something like, oh, CDC drinker wouldn't work right now, but that something else, <laughs> what made you decide Buck Brewski? Um, I tell you what, I didn't even think about it for a single second. That was the first, like, I think that Buck is a fun kind of whimsical name. Just saying my book. It's, like, it's <laughs> kind of fun. And and Buck Brewski's alliteration was wrong with the tongue. I, I I think I created that handle in like literally like 10 seconds. It just came to me. It's funny. I mean, I don't know if it's funny, but it's like, you know, just fun. It's whatever. Like I, it's yeah, I just Buck Brewski, just uh, easy to remember, easy to say. Like I've had people come to me at beer festivals and say, hey Buck. And I'm like, I turn around and say, like, oh, you're talking to me. Because there's no other bucks there. Yeah. And it always makes me laugh when someone thinks my name's actually Buck. Like, <laughs> like obviously, if, do you know any bucks? But I don't, yeah. whatever. <laughs> maybe some of our friends to the south, but uh, not yeah, so maybe. many Canadians. Gord is more of a Canadian name yeah. Buck. So his name is Buck and he likes to drink. Yep. 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 He likes to drink. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Uh, I, as ironic as it is, we are a PG show, even though mm. we drink alcohol on it. So, it's uh, yeah, no it's an interesting thing, but we 
it is YouTube's numbers that we gotta we have to respect YouTube stuff. So absolutely. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I just the name kind of just just came out of nowhere. I think it's yeah. silly. It's irreverent. And I used to be Buck Brucey underscore Esquire, um, but I'm not a lawyer. And I thought it was like kind of just like silly after a couple of years. I'm like, ah, I like I feel like a bit of a ding dong looking at it. I'm like this is this is dumb. So I just dropped that. So now I'm just Buck Brewski across platforms. Super easy. Yeah, I mean, you got the energy of social media. Yeah, you'd have to start curling <laughs> up the mustache, drinking beer with a monocle, you know. So I, could. I yeah. would hate this look, but I could. <laughs> I, I need a shade. I need to trim it down. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Uh, that's great. And uh, as I mentioned uh, in the, in the uh, open, you are the host of a podcast called Cinema Swap. Uh, let my audience know what Cinema Swap's all about. Yeah. So it has nothing to do with beer, which sounds weird because most things in my life have to do with beer. But basically, uh, the first season and, and much of the second, we're on the second season now, but we, we look at older movies and we recast them with modern actors. So, for instance, we did an episode on Titanic where it was like, okay, who's playing Jack and Rose if they made Titanic today? Because it wouldn't be Leonardo DiCaprio and um, Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet, thank you. God, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, good at this, I'm a bit of a movie, movie guy. <laughs> exactly. And, and I, so we, it's kind of fun. We talk about it. We have on, it, it's supposed to be a comedy show as well. So it's movies and comedy. Uh, myself and my co-host Forrester, we, we recast old movies of modern actors. We also do some new stuff for season two because watching a movie every single week take notes and then recording an hour to hour and a half podcast is a lot of work even though watching movies is fun having to actually like really think about it and pay attention and think about other stuff is more effort than you think it is so we're like well maybe we'll give ourselves a bit more of a break so we also do stuff where we you know we talk about okay like we like we just released an episode on how we could make some famous movie couples better by swapping in other movie characters so we're still doing cinema swapping. We're also just swapping other stuff than just actors. We've done ones where we say, um, there was one episode we did around Halloween in 2021, where it's uh, what movie monsters we think we could take in a fight. You know, so if it's fun stuff about movies, you know, so it's now more sort of a movie in general podcast. We still like to focus on the older movies, swapping the actors and just talking and joking about that kind of stuff. We have on, as much as possible, actual like actual comedians uh, from all over, from Chicago, Toronto, LA, some of them, some really, really funny people to guest, guest on our episodes, sometimes as friends or, or family who like movies too, but uh, it's a blast and, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's good. It's not clean fun, but it's, uh, it's good fun. And we just get to shoot the, shoot the crap about movies mm -hmm. with uh, some very funny people, which is a lot of fun for us. Well, uh, like we'd mentioned off show, if you're ever going to recast, uh, I suggested either uh, Beer Fest. Mm -hmm. uh, so when you have the chance, and if you ever guys do that, uh, I'd love to be part of that episode we will, personally. We'll let you know. Uh, I, I, uh, I did originally start my podcasting life on a movie podcast as well. There so uh, yeah, movies. we were old school at the movies. We would do like movie drafts and we would talk about the weekly mm -hmm. stuff that came out, what we wanted to see. It was, you know, and it's not Amazing. like there isn't, I mean, this was eight years ago too. So before the, really took off of everybody having a podcast so it's it's pretty Everyone crazy that a podcast yeah now. yeah exactly <laughs> um I, I did enjoy uh you your co-host and i don't know who you had on the demolition man recasting that was fun well thank you yeah it was um a comedian and a writer actually named uh, norm souza he's he's in la he's canadian actually though mm -hmm. um it was a blast i never seen that movie before so it was very fun 
watching it is a great movie and then chatting about it for an hour a little bit with someone who is you know paid to be funny yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's always good yeah uh, you know i i unfortunately wasn't able to listen to obviously your entire back catalog before we started communicating but i did select <laughs> my, some of my preferred episodes like your movie villain switch out uh and your uh what sports uh, could i uh, what sports movies could i succeed in yeah which was tough because most sports movies are like hockey or basketball and we're awful at those it's like i couldn't <laughs> I probably couldn't even play the Mighty Ducks, you know, but, uh, you know, dodgeball obviously came up and a, a couple of things, but yeah, was, we just like to, we swap ourselves in the movies. We swap movie characters. We swap actors. Uh, yeah, it's fun. And it just gets us thinking about movies and we've had a lot of feedback. People like, yeah, I love to listen to it. It sounds like a couple friends just, you know, talking, mm-hmm. you know, shooting the bull uh, and just like makes people think and reminds them of movies they used to see or whatever. Hey, you know, People are giving us some good feedback, which makes us feel nice because it's 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 lots of work, but we have a lot of fun doing it. Yeah, yeah. Podcasting is uh, people are like, oh, you just record and send it out. No, no, you don't. It's not easy. Trust I do me. the editing too, so like, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a lot of work. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, like our our as this show started, it used to be where we would get together, do a beer tasting, and then talk about beer and other related news and joke around and. You know, when it started, it would be uh, wed, bed, dead. You know, what actress would you uh, marry, sleep with and and kill off? You know, a typical old school guy stuff. And then we started evolving the show and then the world stopped us from ever hanging out again. So that's uh, that's big. But it's, uh, you know, oh, it's fun and games for us to get together for four and a half, five hours. And then it takes me 10 hours to, to produce content and put it out. Ooh, so, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's crazy that I, nobody knows. I, I mean, I, you know, obviously big multi-million dollar people who have shows have producers we don't we have to do this ourselves this is all our own work uh and it's it's not easy work it's it's i mean one of the reasons we're like so we do three kind of shorter episodes a month and then one full movie recasting at the end of the month because movie recasting can be anywhere from hour to hour and a half of episode takes me like three hours to edit like i don't want to spend half my saturday editing a podcast but you know it's still worth it yeah, I personally still have stuff to edit from because uh, we ha- had a problem with the website, but the website's back up and running. Uh, so now it's like, oh, I got to edit content from a year and a half ago. But it's still <laughs> like, it doesn't matter because what we did doesn't like really affect the world in any way or or how much the world's changed since then. So yeah, it's uh, it's coming along. Uh, you know, there's been a million more podcasts that have come out and obviously not, not some great ones, clearly. Uh, you guys have, have made it past the uh, podcast threshold of five episodes. Uh, that seems to be the one where usually by five episodes is done. So we're at like 65, which is insane to me because I look at it like, how many hours have I put into this thing? Holy crap. Like it's, it's so much like we did season one is 51 episodes <laughs> and we're on season two, episode 16 will be coming out. I, I God, I'm, I keep dating this up. I don't know why this is coming out. Yeah. I keep dating it, but like, <laughs> we're we're it's going well. It's fun, and like we've got good feedback. We're not the most popular show on Spotify, but you know what? It's worth it. There there are people every week who listen to our show and enjoy it. And we have, you know, so it it makes it worth it. We're bringing some some fun content to people to just kind of lighten the load because it's it's a, it's still dark times out there, and people need to be able to like yeah. you know, escape and, and laugh a little during you know during the week whether it's half an hour or an hour and a little bit yeah no i i love listening to podcasts like i can i do mm-hmm. listen to music sometimes while i'm working uh you know i i have a job where i can listen to podcasts and music all day or when i'm on the road driving to breweries to interview them it's usually a podcast it's it's new talk radio but for your yeah. own ideas 
And you've, you've obviously, as I've clearly mentioned, you got a new listener of me. I love the concept of your show. So it's, uh, it's super fun. And, and to me, it's a little more original. I'm sure there's another one who knows where there's the focus like maybe is. another one. Yeah. But that's why we, that's why we went with the idea originally of, of recasting too, because there's a hundred movie podcasts out there. People talk about history. I, I like movies. I wouldn't say I'm a movie buff. I don't yeah. know enough to like go and like, oh, this is the history of movies or like, yeah, yeah. Like, I wouldn't pretend to to be that level of stuff, but I'm like, I can make, I can watch a movie, make fun of it, and also say who should be in it if it was made today. That's easy. I don't need any sort of research for that. <laughs> no, I, I mean, us as, as the All Beer Inside show, when we were just a podcast, we did a Beer Fest watch along, and, and that's something that I'm hoping to do more of in the future as, as mm-hmm. this show becomes a network and, and bigger things. And, and yeah. And, you know, obviously I don't, I love talking to people about craft beer, but I feel like I could do more, but still not be an owner at the same time or a brewer or anything like that. So to me, there's so much opportunity in craft beer, no matter what you do, even if you're not working at a brewery. So it it, it is a, it is a fun industry for that. Like I always tell people, I mean, maybe not during COVID, but I've told people for years, like, Hey, you went to school for this, this, and that you're looking for a job craft breweries are always hiring for different you don't have to just brew beer they need accountants they need communications managers sales people um hr like logistics all sorts of stuff that like the industry has jobs for so everybody no matter what you went to school for what your you know experience is it, it's it's very cool for that it's like i i could never be a brewer because a science is hard and i just have no interest in being a brewer but i've been making a living doing sales and events and all sorts of stuff for the past years. And it's been so much fun. Uh, now for yourself, when you drink beer, what now, obviously you said the miles kind of brought you in that direction, but what's like the, the inspiration style that you look for, for when you're drinking a craft beer. So my favorite style, I think of all time, coffee blondes slash white stouts, which are the exact same thing. There's mm-hmm. no different. People was like, Oh, it's a white stout. It's coffee blonde. No, that's the same beer. They're both, they're both yellow ales that taste like vanilla coffee. Mm-hmm. They're so good. I could drink those all day long and be the happiest boy. I'm a huge fan of those. I like both, but you don't find those very often. So I will drink almost anything, but I like malty stuff. Like, you know, a really good lager, amber. Like I said, I've got this Dunkel right now. English pale ales are, are killer. Like anything that tastes like bread, anything with rye in it, sign me up. But I mean, the only things I really don't go for, don't love... Belgian don't love wits because I hate coriander and that kind of dry orange peel flavor. And I just can't get around box, even though they're like kind of multi two. I don't know. Just like, it's like the two beers. I just will not ever look at and be like, give me one of those. Mm, no, thank you. Yeah. Well, grapefruit. No, no grapefruit. It, yeah. It's wild. Like my, my beer drinking style changes all the time, but my, my consistency of beer drinking, whenever I'm at a new place and I'm doing a flight, first thing is always a lager. Always. Because if you can't nail a lager, I don't know what the rest of your beer is going to taste like. So it's um, a lot of people don't understand that because they'll be like, oh, a nail's a lager. No, it's not. But it's uh, it's educating people. And that's what, what a, another question I like to ask is like when you're educating or recommending beers and breweries to friends, how, how do you feel like you go about that when somebody is still super macro heavy and you're like, dude, try this. Like what's what's even if by all means please promote broadhead uh but if it's not broadhead what are like those intro to craft beer beers for the still macro drinkers for in your life 
Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I brought it up. we have a really, really nice lager and a very clean Pilsner, which I always recommend to people like I want, I like something lighter. My, my fiance's family, they're from the countryside. So their fridge is full of Bud Light and then also like nice IPAs because they like to, and Amber, like they, they, they drink some beauty stuff, but also lots of Bud Light. So like, hey, I'm coming over, we're doing dinner. Here's a six pack of lager, a six pack of Pilsner for Broadhead. Crowd pleasers, excellent. I mean, if someone comes up to me and says, Chris, I want to try something good. What do you recommend? And this is something I, you know, figured out very quickly when I was a bartender. I ask people, what do you like? So I don't want to just tell you drink this. I don't know the heck they like. So I'm not going to tell them to drink something. People used to go, oh, surprise me. I say, shut up. No. <laughs> like, no, I'm not going to surprise you. It's like, what do you like? Because I'm not going to pour a pint of beer for you and then have you have, mm, no, I don't want that. It's like, okay, then I just wasted 20 ounces of beer, moron. So I ask people, what do they like? I say, oh, do you like stuff that's, dry and bitter do you like ipas do you do you just drink macro lagers you want a good lager okay like do you like fruity stuff like i'm a huge fan of like really fruity sours because i think they're just so much fun like anytime it says strawberry or guava papaya like ooh, sign me up um yeah if i was going to introduce something to breweries i'd be like okay what kind of stuff do you want to go to what kind of vibe do you want one of my favorites i live downtown ottawa well downtown ish I like going to Flora Hall a lot. Like I mentioned before, they have a really great vibe there. Excellent beer. Something for everybody, really. Um, the food's the food's good. So, you know, shout out to Flora Hall. If people, you know, it, Dominion City is always fun. If you want to spend tons of money and drink a bunch of tiny cans of hype beers, they got some really cool stuff. It, it depends on who I'm with, what the crowd is like. I live down the street from Braumeister, their new like beer hall, mm-hmm. which is multi-German beers. That's it on tap. But if I'm going there with some buddies or my dad, like, let's go for some steins, you know, like so heavy, you can barely lift them for your first couple sips. It depends. There's great breweries on them. Like I said, Floor Hall, Spark Brewing, one of my favorites down in Chinatown. Uh, the brewers there are, are friends of mine. They do some excellent stuff. No misses from them. Honestly, no misses. Bridge Rock out in Carp is one of my favorites. Again, I, I've been very lucky to, you know, do a lot of, networking and relationship building in the industry in around Ottawa in the last uh, like six or seven years and just make a lot of like real friends too so you almost you, you can't miss if you come to Ottawa and you go to a craft brewery everything's awesome and the ones I haven't been to yet I will get to at some point uh, but yeah like it's just there's always great stuff and I think especially in Ottawa most breweries do a good job of having approachable stuff and then some like real funky fun stuff for the the more adventurous of us like most places you go to will have a lager or pilsner or blonde or golden ale on tap. And then we'll have your New England IPAs, your West Coast IPAs, and then your triple chocolate dessert stout or, or whatever the heck, you know. Uh, you, you can't go wrong. It depends yeah. on location. It's like, where are you going to be? Okay, go there. Like, always come to Broadhead. We have we have great stuff, too. But I get if you're in downtown, it's a bit more of a drive to Orleans. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, to, to me, like, you know, with the car, it's like, oh, okay, well, Orleans is on the way back to Montreal. There you go. And so it's like, oh, instead of heading on the 417, which is not a great road, I'll just take the the 7, the 174 to the whatever. And it's going uh, to the 50 to Montreal. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. nice drive. Uh, and there's all these breweries for me to hit or, you know, uh, go to Gloucester, hit Dominion City, pick up the play, hype yeah. beers, like you said, it's... Uh, well, and then, is great. Not not to not to throw any shade to no, the city. No. <laughs> they they do make fantastic beer. Uh, there's mm-hmm. no question about it. They were I I mean the day I went it was like a Sunday afternoon and it was uh 
when we were about to go into another lockdown. So there weren't a lot of people out, but it was like, oh, you know, there's still great beer for me to drink here. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm sitting here and then I'll on my way back, I'll head out to the store and grab some beer and, and head home. And it's okay. the same thing. I'll hit Broadhead. I'll have a pint. I'll grab a four pack or six pack from the fridge and head home. It's it's pretty simple. And and with you, there's you, Stray Dog. And uh, yeah, Stray Dog right on the corner. Yeah. Orleans Brewing Company. It's love them. Yeah. yeah. OBC. Great there's, stuff. Too. Uh, yeah. It's a lot of, a lot of beer options between my house to Ottawa and, you know, back. So. <laughs> and like literally now you have Brower Kaufman in Rockland there. Mm-hmm. Obviously Bose technically still exists in Bankley Hill. Although I, I heard, I was out there recently heard, and I, I don't want to be spilling any bees, but like I heard the breweries like for lease or something. I could be wrong. I heard that from, from locals in town that they're like selling the location. So I don't know. I, I know there was some sort of conglomeration with Steam Whistle, but I didn't yeah, catch the full thing. Practically, I mean, but I, I, you know what? I don't want to speak ill of it because <laughs> as long as there's, as long as there's still yeah. Canadians producing Canadian beer, I, I don't yeah, exactly, care what they exactly. do. Yeah. Uh, you know, as, as long as it's, you are still supporting Canada. Yeah. And like and I said, I have I have some great friends at U.S. breweries, and I love drinking their beer. But mm-hmm. I am a Canadian per- first, and I will always pick Canadian beer over some U.S. Although I will admit, like I did spend, oh, a friend did spend the two fifty on Sam Adams Utopia, and we got together and drank it. And we were like, oh my god, this is amazing. Is it? I've always been interested when I see those. I'm like, this looks like something. It's on my bucket list to have one of those sometime. Uh, is it what kind of beer is it? it's so the one we had because it changes every two years they're okay. the uh the yeast strain they use they they allow it to mutate uh okay. and then there's something else they do but the one we had was like a fine top sherry it was like a little bit of leatheriness to it with a, a little bit of that sherry flavor and hoppiness okay. it was and we we had you know five ounce pours each and i'm like this is 30 percent. like i'm gonna get drunk it's it's heavy it's fantastic that's, that's, and that's it's hard liquor <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those uh, it's one of those journey beers like that uh, Pliny the Elder out of California. You know, it's it's those journey beers that you have to try at least once. So. Yeah, the the beer drinkers bucket list kind of yeah, thing. Exactly. Uh, so we're gonna get to your Instagram here now. I, I like sure. you have a good combination of everything. There's obviously mostly beer focused, but you do have pictures with your fiance, pictures with your dog Teddy. Uh, what made you decide kind of have all that combination, not just beer, beer, beer. Here's my work, beer, 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 and and not really involve it like. And also involving your your private life at the same time. Yeah, I mean, I I try to focus on beer. I started because I I used to have my own personal like Chris DiCarlo Instagram account where I was following all my friends and yada yada, and I was posting photos of beer, and then I was getting a lot of likes on those photos. I'm like, well, maybe I'll just do like this was probably in 2015. Like maybe I'll just do a beer Instagram. If everyone's liking the photos I'm posting of beer, maybe I'll just focus on that and post other stuff to Facebook for the most part. So I started doing that and trying new beers and all sorts of stuff and, you know, got more followers. I have almost 900 now, which is kind of fun, you know, and in, in terms of the mix of stuff, I try to keep it, I probably keep it 90% beer related, but sometimes there's like big stuff going on and I want to share, like, if I'm, you know, if we're at weddings and we're dressed up nice, I'm like, yeah, I'll take some pictures. Like people like to see that stuff as well to see, like, I like to see an actual human behind the pint glass. Uh, <laughs> and obviously the dog is cute as hell. <laughs> so um i'm gonna take as many photos of teddy near my beer as possible because people love cute dogs and beer as well um but no i i, I said mostly keep it beer focused you know some stuff like 
I don't want to say it's like for work, like obviously like to promote the beer that we brew because it's I like it. It's good. I but I I like to do a bunch of broadhead stuff and a bunch of other stuff because like I've got a bunch of beer in my fridge right now from breweries in Toronto that my dad gathered for me before Christmas. So was, I, I'm still going through some of it. And so it'll be a, like you'll often see if I get a whole bunch of beer from like one brewery in Toronto, it'll just be a, a, a for a week just one brewery thing it was Chris just drinking that now it's like no I just have to go through like eight cans or something and if it's like one thing I like about working at Broadhead is that I get beer from work and I don't have to take a picture of every beer I drink because and it sounds like I'm like a real champagne problem but if I get a new like really interesting beer I want to post a photo of it but I don't always want to take the time to like take a picture of beer post on Instagram I just want to sit and enjoy this so sometimes I hold off drinking new beers because I don't feel like posting anything because I'm just feeling lazy. I'm like, oh, I just posted yes two tip already. Like, oh my God, it's all new beers. But I really do enjoy sharing the beers that I'm drinking, talking about them. Like, I'm not a Cicerone. I'm not a huge beer writer. I just share my thoughts. They're, they're never that complicated. Like, oh, it's super smooth. It tastes like this. Like, you're going to get better flavor profile write-ups from the actual brewery. But it's like, I, you know, I built my own bar. I like to take pictures on it um, and just share the beer I'm drinking and sometimes be clever or just be like, Hey, here's a beer I'm drinking. Have you had it? You should give it a try. You know, it's just, just to share with my friends and, and now kind of the wider Instagram uh, community, which is, it's been a lot of fun. I've, I've had people, you know, I've, I've made friendships kind of through this as well, which is kind of nice. It's always a good beer community uh, through social media for, I mean, not on Twitter, but, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh. but on Instagram, it's, it's more friendly and people just sharing pictures, but, uh, yeah. And then sometimes I'll post a picture of my dog or, you know, the engagement photos mm-hmm. from uh, last summer, which it was beer in the photo, I think. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely, uh, I do find Instagram is a little more copacetic to my, uh, better mental health than the other social media platforms, obviously mm-hmm. LinkedIn for personal business stuff, but even that people are, are really becoming trolly on, on something that's supposed to be business focused, unfortunately. So, yeah, uh, I do find, uh, Instagram community, the crappier community that at least I've met and I've heard, you know, stuff about breweries that maybe because of the mindset and my political views, I shouldn't visit. Uh, we won't mention by name uh, because they don't deserve to, to talk about them. It, yeah, it's there's like, a couple I've noticed in yeah, the last week for some um, reason. <laughs> they definitely helped me. And you mentioned Shiloh before. Uh, I First time I ever went there was just before this, this new lockdown. Uh, and I'm like, I spoke with Ben and he's like, oh, yeah, dude, whenever we can set something up, we will do the interview with uh, my, myself, my wife, who's my brewmaster. I'm like, oh, sweet. Like another woman at beer. This is what I love to hear. Mm-hmm. So it's uh it's yeah, they're both great yeah it's so great hearing this kind of stuff and you know knock on wood i haven't met a complete a-hole yet and i'm really hoping it stays that way for net for for a little bit longer at least before before yeah. the veil is lifted <laughs> i'd like it to continue this way so yeah i it, it's tough because like i i do think that most people in this industry are good people who are passionate about beer and like progressive open-minded like solid people and there's definitely uh, a like kind of deep-rooted darker side to things where there's a lot of white boy boys club stuff still in many breweries and it, it's hard to notice if you're not on the receiving end of the you know the inequality and the discrimination um you know that that comes with the, the privilege that we have as like cisgender white males like we just don't always notice this stuff so when we when we do it's important that you know 
you know, be a good ally and, and speak out against that kind of crap. But for the most part, I think that most people are in this industry because they love craft beer. They, they work hard and want to have a good time with as many people as possible, you know, and there's definitely some, some scumbags we got to root out and, and clean up, clean up the act of, of some places for sure, as we've seen recently. And just as I'm sure a lot of people knew in secret for a long time anyway. So I'm really hoping that we can see more of this positive growth and change and, you know, people aren't afraid to speak up when there's toxic work environments or all sorts of even more awful things going on. You know, I don't want to see that. It breaks my heart to hear those stories and, you know, in the industry that I love, it's not perfect. We, we want it to be, but there's a lot of work to do in that regard for sure. Yeah, and, and, you know, obviously Aaron and at Rat Magnet on Instagram, they are helping uh, facilitate this cause of let's, let's make things better and safer and, and mm-hmm. every single brewery that I drink from when I'm in Ontario or when I'm here in, in Quebec, uh, not every single one here in Quebec, but uh, most of them are, have you ever been harassed here? Not cool. Tell us that person's gone. And that is, is immediately like you guys are, are make are getting money from me. There's no question about it. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. It's, yeah. it's important. Yeah. Uh, you know, people are like, Oh, beer shouldn't do a political, but like, if it's not, then what kind of change is the industry going to facilitate if they're quiet about it? So. Bro, everything's political. Yeah, it go- <laughs> I, know. I know. Art is political. I know. Sports are political. Yeah. Uh, beer is political. Every, yeah. TV, everything's friggin' political. Like you can't. I, I, everyone has an opinion, and it will bleed through in the things that you do, whether you intend it to or not. Yeah, it's yeah. that simple. Anyone who thinks otherwise is, you know, ignorant or deluded. Like it's silly. Yeah, and unfortunately, so and and just uh, stick to beer. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah no i've i've uh people are like oh s- stick to this i'm like okay then you stick to accounting so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know uh, st- stick to passing the puck well you should stick to doing whatever low-level unpaid job here to you know it's uh yeah. let's let's i, I know we're, we're in a super polarized world right now but we got to do better to get along especially as canadians you know mm-hmm. uh to me we, we were the good guys in the world for a while and and now we're slipping away from that and that's we got to go back to obviously there were still problems with that, but we still got to be kind of the good guys at, at the UN and things like that. So, and you know, when we bump into each other, keep saying, sorry, buddy, like be, be better. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I ask. It's always, so. it's always, oh, sorry. Even when someone else is at fault, you like, oh, sorry. Even yeah. when someone walked into you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's great. I, I mean, mentioning like I went to, down to Vermont about four years ago and, and it was during, you know, obviously the, the orange haired fella. And so I asked the brewery, I'm like, so what's your tax cut state versus, uh, versus federal? Like, it's this, I'm like, okay, so I'm going to buy beer. So, cause you, I, you know, I'd rather support Vermont local than I will uh, the, yep. the orange haired guy who was in charge at the time. So the dark times. Yes. Yes. The dark <laughs> times. Uh, awesome. Uh, so now obviously you work at a brewery. Could you see yourself uh, collaborating with uh, Mark at Broadhead to bring in an idea of like what kind of beer you'd like to see brought out in, in like in a collab, maybe even with cinema swap, like, you know, make a movie beer. That would be pretty cool. I never thought about that. I mean, I scream beer flavor with him from across the brewery all the time. Like Mark, make me this, make me that. <laughs> and he just laughs and shakes his head. I mean, sometimes I'm like, you know, Mark, Mark does, in all seriousness, Mark does respect that I, you know, I like a lot of beer. And he's like, Chris, what do you think of this? And like, I sometimes just like shout ideas like, oh, we should do this. And that. He goes, oh, I'll keep that in mind. So I, I wouldn't be super surprised if eventually something I 
of yelled at him from across the room uh, shows up on the on the tap list. But um, you know, I I don't know. I like beer collabs a lot. I, I I'm hoping that this year we're able to do a lot more with other breweries in Ottawa because it was something that since Mark has come to the brewery, basically he came to the brewery then pretty much COVID happened. Yeah. Um, so we haven't had a lot of chance to really uh, network with the Ottawa community and get out there. So we want to do, I know Broadhead does want to do more beer collabs with other local breweries and just get out there and like make more friends in the industry again, because we, we have a really great team, but except for pretty much the owners, like every, most people are, are new just before or during COVID. So I'm the one person, I, I'm not the one person, but I'm one of the people in the brewery who knows the most of people in town at, at other breweries and stuff. So they want to like really get out there and be like, hey, I'm Mark, I'm the head brewer at Brownhead. Let's make a beer together. Let's be friends. Let's do stuff together and get it out there. So I'm hoping this year we can see some really cool stuff with that. Like I know we got events going on, like we're doing some stuff with Craft Beer Market in later February in Toronto and in Ottawa, which will be really fun. Um, so it, it's on the it's on the plate for sure. Obviously, COVID lockdowns and more lockdowns yeah. throw, throw plans out the window sometimes. So there's a lot there's a lot we're hoping to do, and I really hope we get we get to do some cool stuff and just like get out there more and engage with the community, engage with the industry, and just have a really fun time doing it because we just want to have fun, you know. <laughs> uh, so a question I always like to ask. Unfortunately, I have to add this caveat nowadays when it's safe to travel. Um, let's say a little less COVID restrictions to travel as well. Um, two beercations, one, still have to have a job. Money is very much a thing in my life. Uh, and I eventually have to go back to work. That's one beercation. The other one is I won a lot of max. I don't have to work anymore. I'm going wherever I want. Yeah. So I, I was, I was lucky enough to go to Boston for my birthday back in 2019 for like five days. Uh, it was my second time in Boston, but my first time being old enough to probably drink them because I was 19 the first time I went. So I had to drink in my friend's res room, a bunch of vodka and rum shots. It was not a good night. <laughs> Smart um, faces. <laughs> I was, it, it got to the point where it was um, absolute vodka shots chased by Captain Morgan shots. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> 19. I remember yeah, those it, days. It Actually, was, I don't. <laughs> uh, it, it was a night we learned a lesson. That's for sure. Um, but I went to Boston in 2019. So if I had to do a beer vacation, but I had to go back to work a week later or whatever, I would say right now, East Coast, USA, I was planning on going to Vermont in June of 2020. Obviously, that didn't happen. Uh, my fiance and I were going to go down there for like five days, breweries, wineries, cider, because she's a big, a big cider drinker. And we had it all planned, Airbnb booked, all sorts of stuff. And then obviously COVID. Mm -hmm. So I would drive because Ottawa to Vermont's like four hours it's not that far uh yeah it's only two hours for me so it's four hours for you yeah, depending exactly. on how you go down yeah so I you know drive down to Vermont spend a few days probably probably Burlington area easiest kind of and then I from there probably maybe like hit Maine and then Boston <laughs> because I know Portland Maine has some great breweries and and Boston I love Boston as a city like I I wouldn't want, I don't know if I'd ever want to live in the USA because it's, there's all sorts of uh, issues. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but like, gosh, I, I love Boston so much. Um, just the, the vibe down there, the, the energy of the city, obviously like when I was down in 2019, I went to eight breweries in like four days 
and it was some of the best beer I've had. Some excellent stuff. So I think East Coast USA, like New England, would be if I had to like go back to work at some point, that would be the, the quicker trip. Yeah, it's, and it's beautiful down there too. Good food, good drinks, friendly people. Yeah. Uh, and Lotto Max. I'm assuming you're not going to stick to just the East Coast of Canada and the USA if you won the Lotto Max, right? No. So if I if I won the lottery, money was an option. Never had to work again. I think the first place I would go for a beercation would be uh, Western and Central Europe. Uh, I, you know, there's obviously Germany and the Czech Republic, incredible beer scene there. I'd want to go everywhere in those two countries. Honestly, I'd go to Ireland too. Like, you know, visit visit the Guinness factory. Yeah. Um, I have family in England. That would be, you know, fun and friends in England too. So I would basically just like hop around Europe, England, Ireland, Scotland, uh, you know, Scandinavia, Central Europe, down to Italy, uh, and just drink all the best beer in the like, you know, Eastern Hemisphere. Mm-hmm. Basically, I, I would. I, I've. I've not never been to Germany. I went to Italy with my family when I was younger, and we stayed one night in Frankfurt. So I've technically been to Germany, but we were in an airport hotel, and I didn't leave. So I never really been to Germany, and I'd love to go, and especially Czech Republic too, because just the, the like my mom got to go to the Czech Republic a couple years ago with a friend of hers. And she doesn't drink beer, but she's like, oh, yeah, we had some of these Czech beers at these bars. They're so good. I'm like, come on. You don't get to do that when I don't get to do that. That's not fair. You don't like beer. Just <laughs> digging in the knife a little deeper with each yeah. word. She's like, yeah, they're, the best. they're so good. I'm like, come on. <laughs> so, you know, maybe in, in the in the future, my, my fiance and I can, we can take a little Euro trip and uh, just enjoy the high life for a few weeks. And, uh, you know, but that, that would be the 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 big one for me. I. I really want to go down south as well. Like I'd love to go to Nashville because I know Tennessee's got some excellent breweries. And Nashville's like, I'm a big country music fan. So I think Nashville would just be a very fun town for me. Um, and there's some excellent craft beer down there too. So that would be that would be another option. But definitely, definitely Europe, I think, and just drink some of like the oldest beers in the world. And like the you know, you know, the OG, well no, actually not where it started, because that was like Sumeria. Yes, yeah, yeah, where yeah. um where Western brewing started. Yeah, something that's been around about a thousand plus years, not uh, obviously, like you said, Samaria and Mesopotamia is where beer technically started. But mm. uh, obviously the history, the rich history and and for sure, some breweries were lost during World War One and World War Two on on most of, of that eastern part of the continent in Europe. And uh, in general, I'm sure. There's recipes that existed that we'll never get again that are. Oh, yeah. We're just unfortunately I'm, destroyed it in the time, but uh, yeah, it's, for myself, as you mentioned, it's um, I'm I'm a freaking broken record with this. It's it's Germany and it's Belgium, and I want to drink with monks uh, in the dope. robes. If I have to say prayers, even though I'm a little atheistic, I'll do it uh, because uh, beer is good and uh, I love it. And it's I'll gladly donate to a monastery if I get to try these awesome open fermented beers. So. It's, I don't think monasteries are problematic. I don't think anyone's had an issue with like Belgian monks. No, that's true. That's true. As, far as I know. No, no, no. <laughs> Catholic church, Catholic church adjacent, but yeah, yeah. They don't bug anybody. They're, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's be great. Uh okay, so uh for the Instagram and uh the podcast as well, uh kind of like what's next? What's next? So I mean, for my own personal Instagram, I, mean, I don't know. It, it's not about doing anything really crazy. Like I like to post pictures of beer. If I if I have lots of followers and people enjoy it, that's that's really great. I do take some small pride in that because it is nice to see that sort of um, 
affirmation, essentially. You know, people like what you're doing, so keep doing it. Awesome. Uh, but for the podcast, we, you know, we want to keep putting, we're putting out lots of episodes, doing some really fun stuff. We're looking forward to having more guests on. Um, you know, we want to keep growing. We want to see where that leads us. If, you know, we don't think we're going to be anything, uh, you know, we're not going to get famous and, you know, be super, super sponsored. We don't really expect that. We're a couple of nobodies from Ottawa. Like we know that, (laughs) but, um, if people listen and if people like movies, which most people do, you know, and you, you like having a good laugh about stuff and just thinking about movies in a sort of different way than just, oh, what was that about? Or I like that movie because the acting was good. Like, like look at movies in sort of different light and having even some movies we love, we still make fun of them, you know, just like poking, poking fun at stuff we love and, and talking about movies for a little bit. I think people, you know, would enjoy the show if they gave it a listen and we'd love to keep growing and see where that goes. Um, there's no real plan you know we'll we'll see what happens in the next little bit um but yeah we we enjoy doing it and we really appreciate that we have listeners who who stick with us every week and and enjoy the show as well so it's uh it's a little bit of affirmation as well basically No, uh, like I said, super fun show. It's something different. Uh, there's you and there's uh, one called Best Movies Never Made where they actually get scripts and directors of movies that were, you know, oh, a, a real a live action Jetsons movie or, oh, this, because uh, uh, I'm I'm a horror hound. I love horror movies. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's obviously been like 12-ish Hellraisers and it's like, well, here was what four was supposed to be. And here's what mm-hmm. you got. Um, cool. Yeah, and, uh, you know, what Ghostbusters three was supposed to be before it became the, the ladies remake in a sense. And it's like, uh, I, you know, I listen to a couple of beer podcasts, obviously the Ontario craft beer, beer podcast is one of them with uh, Robin LeBlanc and Jordan St. John, former guest of the show, which is always nice to hear. Um, Mm -hmm. I used to listen to the untapped one, but I gave up on that. And it's mostly just comedy. It's, there's something about getting a good laugh during the day while I'm I'm typing away endlessly at a computer. So yeah, I mean, I I drive all around for work, all over, I, I, not really all over the province, but you know, within an hour and a bit of Ottawa, so pretty, you know, a good amount of kilometers on the car, and it's just podcasting. I love music. I I love listening to music, but I really listen to music while I drive because I I have shows to listen to that are like watch TV shows every day. New podcast episode comes out, and I load up a few of them, drive around for four hours, five hours, whatever. And uh, that, that's it, you know. So, yeah. I mean, if people, you mind if I if I if I do my my handles there? Plug, well, plug that well, stuff. that's uh, I was about to say. Like, Perfect. it's been a great talk, and and I really appreciate you once again taking time in your schedule. And as I love to to let people let people know where they can find you. Absolutely, yeah. So, personal Instagram is at Buck Bruski, and that's Bruski with an I on the end. I mean, if you search Buck Brew, it's like the only thing that pops up, probably. So you're probably fine there. Uh, the podcast Cinema Swap. It's at Cinema Swap, like it's spelt, uh, no spaces or anything. We did actually start a little Instagram for our puppy Teddy the other day because I was inundating Facebook with photos and posting too much can get annoying on Facebook. So I'm like, screw it. I'll post photos on Instagram for people to enjoy if they want to see photos of Teddy. So it's um, it's Teddy on the gram with a period between on and the. So it's Teddy on dot the gram. But we, we figured that was the least kind of corny looking thing. Yeah, Teddy, Teddy dot, Teddy on dot the gram. That's, you can see pictures of my super sweet little puppy. She's an Australian shepherd. She's incredible. Uh, and I miss her every day when I'm at work. <laughs> 
Well, that's that's another thing I love about craft beer breweries, especially is as long as there's not a restaurant inside, you can bring your dog in. So, I mean, some breweries, I mean, we allow dogs as long as they're not running around. We let dogs in. Broadhead used to sit by the table, super chill. Yep. So, yeah, I was nice. I was there, and some woman brought in her rescue. I can't remember uh, the dogs. It was um, the dog with the long floppy ears there, but like a super, hound. Uh, I think so, but super friendly, just like sat next to us. I'm like. I want to steal your dog. <laughs> so <laughs> it's um, you know, that's like Toronto, it's oh, here's Black Lab. I'm like, oh my god, mm-hmm. dogs everywhere and beer. Uh well, so. I mean stray dog around the corner from Brownhead also is a dog friendly, like in their name. So mm-hmm. yeah. No, it's great. Uh so everything you mentioned uh is everything's gonna be in the show notes. So click on the links, it'll bring you directly to uh the podcast and all the Instagrams. Uh, as for us, it's allbeerinside.com is the website. At all beer and sod on all social media. If you want to follow me personally, it's at Killer Carper Diem. My Instagram is mostly about drinking beer and watching horror movies with it. Uh, and as um, uh, like we mentioned during the episode, we can all do a little better. It's time that we do much better as uh, as humanity. Uh, we gotta we gotta get through this. Unfortunately, uh, you know, pandemics are reality of life. But uh, let's try and kick this one's butt. So absolutely yeah awesome uh and as i said at the end of all episodes drink craft not crap